When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! What up? Uh. Bow, 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 bow. You don't know what I did last night. I talked about it on the air yesterday. It revolved around the National Basketball Association and two professional basketball teams in Los Angeles. Can you name them, Scott? Let's name yeah, them. I, yeah, I listen, I, I was going to ask you right away. I'm so glad you brought this up. So you're at the Clipper-Laker game last night. Clips-Lake show, yep. I would have said Lakers-Clippers, but, you know... <laughs> I mean, now, Clippers I was, won, so... I was there, and I'll tell you a quick story, and I want to know Laura and Lindsay's thoughts on this. I have a personal opinion that is unrelated to any matter of sports, but is real, which is that, mm. dude, Chuck the Condor, terrifying. Like, scariest-looking, <laughs> weird mascot I've ever seen in my life. You know how, like, you go to Disneyland. Let's just say you take the trip down the I-5 to Anaheim, and you see kids who are like, oh, right, I kind of like Mickey, but like Mickey in real life is actually very scary. That's what Chuck the Condor looks like. And I was thinking Mickey next- is not scary. Okay, to you, but you get my point when certain kids. <laughs> How don't like a gigantic, like them. yeah, mouse. the gigantic mouse yes. character I've thingy can be terrifying. Main-sized Condor 100%. is terrifying. I was standing next to Chuck for like 30 seconds in the tunnel. When I was on my way to my seat, and I was like, dude, I could rock Chuck in the face right now. And everybody would be super happy. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Didn't do that, obviously. I'm not a terrible person. But I was like, yo, if Chuck gets any closer to me, I'm going to freak out. The Clippers won the fo- uh, not the football game, the basketball game. And I was just like, I can't believe I, 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 sur- I survived an encounter with Chuck. That's the big takeaway from yesterday. Now, did you have any dialogue of any kind in the tunnel before the game with Chuck the Condor? Excellent question. That's a big no because I gave Chuck the iciest grill I've ever had in my life, which was like, dude, don't look at me. Don't touch me. Don't get any closer to me. And certainly don't say any words to me because I will have words to return. Yeah, I'm joking. Like, it wasn't that serious, but I was like, oh, my God, Chuck's right there. This is no, you're right. So you... Do you guys find these mascots with a person inside of them to be scary? Because, like, you're mentioning Chuck the Condor as a scary mascot. You bring up Mickey Mouse, and, I mean, I've never thought Mickey Mouse was scary. It's just, no. but now I understand, like, if you're a little kid and you're like, yo, that's a giant mouse coming at me. <laughs> There's an element of that. And, Laura and Lindsay, I ask you your thoughts. How do you feel about Chuck the Condor? I think he's, he. I think you're right. I think he could be seen as terrifying, but... I will say, I, I think that like half the mascots, the full size ones, can be very terrifying. And specifically, like the Indians mascot slider, I don't know what he is, but I'm definitely afraid of him. He's just like a giant monster looking thing, See and he's just mean? weird and creepy. I think it depends. Like, I grew up going to Disney, so I was never, I think the one that I was afraid of was like Donald Duck mm, or something, no whatever. Pants. Yeah, I yeah, get it's it. so weird, right? But like, Mickey, I've always been like, that's my guy since before. Anyways deviating um i don't like chuck it's just weird but they're like there's certain ones that i'm okay like bailey i love bailey from mm. the kings right like yeah. 
cool. That's a deep and, pull, by the way. You know what I'm saying? That was like, I was like, who's Bailey? Ba- who's that? <laughs> Y'all don't know who Bailey is? I, no. I know exactly who Bailey is. Oh, okay, good. No, I didn't know. <laughs> right. And when you, said the Kings, Kings. when you said the Kings, I thought the Sacramento, Sacramento. Kings, and no, no, I was no, thinking no, to myself, Kings. okay, Bailey, the, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I love Bailey. Every time I go to a Kings game, I'm like, oh my God, there's Bailey, right? So I just think it depends on the mascot. You said yeah. you were a little afraid of Donald Duck, and Clinton yeah. immediately said no pants. And I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" So I immediately googled. I googled Donald Duck. And I was like, was "Oh wrong? yeah, he doesn't wear pants." Yeah, I told you yeah. as much. He's a pants-free but, character. But neither does Pluto. But Pluto the dog, and so is Goofy. And Goofy does wear pants. Uh-huh. Mm, we're digging weird stuff here. going on there. Weird stuff. That, that that is a level of chalk talk cap that I was not at. I just know that Donald Duck doesn't wear pants. It's because his shirt is so glorious. And you're like, oh, yeah. where's the pants? Oh, there's no pants. Oh. I, I love me Disney, though. Like, I, I grew up on Disney. So I, um, that my dad would always make fun of me because I was the only character that I would cry with when they would do the pictures. Well, let me ask you another question, Scott. And this is, yes. that is applicable. How many guys named Chuck that her, their last names aren't Barkley do you, like, know and trust in your life? Like, there's an element of his name where I'm like, oh, this dude, Chuck. Get out of here, Chuck the Condor. Who are you? You sound like you're going <laughs> to take me to the wrong place in my Uber. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let's see. You got Charles Barkley. You mentioned that's Chuck. You know, Chuck, Chuck. Like when Shaq just says, Chuck, Chuck, and then you don't really understand anything else he says. Um, although, did you happen to see last night mm-hmm. um, when Dwight was walking into the building and TNT, you were there, Clint, so you may not have seen it, but they catch Dwight Howard walking into the building last night and he's he's carrying all of his gear. Lindsay, Laura, did you guys see any of this? What I'm about to say, the walk up. Yeah, well, I no. Well, it. so so Dwight's walking into the building and he's carrying a bunch of luggage. It seemed like, and um and so he there's a camera on him and he says something like, "Yo, who is this?" And they're like, "Hey, it's TNT." And he was like, "Oh no!" And they're like, "Why?" And he's like, "Cause then we're gonna hear Shaq and Chuck." And Dwight oh, had he said, a. We're gonna have to have Chuck and Shaq start talking. Yes. Yeah, and so right, and so then then Dwight winds up doing this this Shaq impression where he's like, uh, "That is exactly what Dwight's impression was." And then he he was doing Chuck, which his Chuck was pretty good. He's like, "Man, that's terrible. The Lakers are terrible." And so, yeah, I mean, even Dwight was at it last night because he if found out that Dwight TNT Howard, was watching him coming in. If Dwight Howard could do an actual Shaquille O'Neal impression in terms yeah. of like I don't know rebounds, short oh, range jumper dunking the basketball playing defense then maybe this team would matter more than they do just putting that out there well let me ask you something since you were there last night and i was watching it on television early in the game it seemed to me that there was like no energy no None. atmosphere right. good call no like, i'm just watching this on tv and then i left my house and i got into the car and i turned the game on on the radio and i thought well maybe it'll sound differently on the radio not that I went out to my driveway and sat in my car. I had to go somewhere. And it, it also sounded very, very quiet. I, I wondered, Clinton, you were there last night at Crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, look, this, this was a Laker-Clipper matchup where the Clippers are trying to get back to 500, and the Lakers are now you know three games sub-500. And it just didn't have the buzz and the feel if LeBron and AD were leading the Lakers and they looked like a championship team. And if Kawhi and Paul George were on the Clippers and, you know, they were trying to make moves, it, it just looked and sounded very quiet and dead. And then, then at the very end, obviously there was a lot of action as the Lakers made a huge comeback and Russ hits that shot, puts the Lakers up. And then here comes the ball down the opposite direction. Everybody's on their feet. There seems to be a vibe, but just describe last night. Cause 
a Laker-Clipper game, especially with the rosters that they have, granted a lot of the stars weren't playing, but there just didn't seem to be a great buzz about last night's game. How was it there? And I think that you're correct in your analysis based on the first two things you said, which are the records of the teams. These teams aren't that good, Scott. You know what I mean? And I think that basketball fans in Los Angeles, professional basketball fans in Los Angeles, know the difference in terms of what they're looking at. AD played. LeBron didn't. Paul George didn't play. Kawhi hasn't played in forever. And it was also a Clippers imprint. Reminder, Clippers were the home game here, so that's always a little different from the Lakers. So when I got there, um, I walked in. After the Chuck the Condor, I'm not going to call it an incident, but we'll just call it a passing by. Mm-hmm. And I got in my seat, and I was like, wow, nobody's here. And I'm looking around. I was talking to my homegirl, Malika Andrews, who you know hosts NBA today, excuse me. And I was like, uh, what's going on? And we had a little discussion, which is that these games should probably start at 730 for people to get there. There was an element of that, you know what I mean? Just the arrival factor as there is. But I think you're right. I mean, these two teams are just not that the wattage on their bulbs is not that high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's, yeah. there's no real other way to describe that. We can talk about things that people wanted to believe in, I don't know, October or whatever about what this team, and by that team, I mean either team, is going to do. Those just aren't the case anymore. The trade deadline is coming up. The Clippers traded four players, five players, whatever, today. You know what I mean? So, like, the vibe you're describing, I think, was exactly as appropriate as you thought. I got there, and I was like, uh, this is not that big of a deal. And that's yeah. a problem for both teams. Yeah, and then after the game, because you make the point about how it was a Clipper home game last night, their logo on the floor, their fans. Um, but if you were listening to the game, again, if, if you were watching it, you could hear it. it. You know how people complained about how the Niner fans took over SoFi Stadium? Yep. Well, it's not a, this is no new coincidence here. I mean, this happens every time the Lakers play the Clippers and it's a Clipper home game. The Laker fans were out. So when Russ hit that shot with just seconds left on the clock, the place explodes like the Lakers have just taken the lead, like the Lakers are playing a home game. They are in their building, but it's the Clippers floor. And after the game was over, after Reggie Jackson hit that game winning shot for the Clippers, the first interview question, he was like, hey, we get it. You know, this is the this is not the Clippers' house. This is the Lakers' house. I mean, he he acknowledged it from the beginning that there were Laker fans making the noise. There were no Clipper fans making the noise. So I, I don't mind that, bro. I'm not gonna lie. The Clippers won the game, and that's called self awareness, which is very important in my personal scouting playbook. You know what I mean? Like, sure, it's relatively embarrassing on some level, but like, you won. You made the shot that won it in your beautiful goggles. So what? You know what I mean? The Clippers are going farther than the Lakers this year. Bank it, you know? And that just is what it is, and I think that's what he's relying on. But separately, we have a discussion. We have to say, I forgot about to mention this part. So before I saw Chuck, I walk in. For those of you who don't know how the media situation works at um, El Crypto, as I like to call it, you go downstairs, and then you make a quick right into the the media room. They had a lovely steak dinner, and I saw... A certain human that we all know relatively well stuffing his face across the room. And I'm sorry um, to flip here. Take okay. a guess. Who okay. do you think it was? Uh, my first guess will be, uh, my first guess, he's in the media room, or she, and stuffing his or her face. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Jim across Hill. Across the room, the game is just starting. Okay, I'm, so I my should first... technically be in my seat, but I'm not. Okay. okay. First guess is Jim Hill. Okay. Okay. Next guess. Laura. Be- Be- Beto Duran? 
Hold on. You okay, everybody's taking every, guess. We'll okay. go around the room. We'll go around okay. the horn, right. as we I like to say. Laura, to who's your guess as to who I saw stuffing his face? Stuffing their face, excuse me. Ooh. Media room, steak, stuffing face. Bergman. No. Okay. Guess. I don't, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say <laughs> He asked for a guess. Come on. Say no. it. Just say it. Michael Thompson. Oh, it was not Michael. It the was game had started. The we game had, Michael would be in his seat. We had Sometimes, you know, girl, Slee, I work these games. So We had an Ask Slee segment right there. <laughs> I said, Slee, what are you eating? And he looked at me and he goes, I'm not eating it anymore. And I was like, okay, Slee. You know, no, I, it, was, it, was, it was good to catch up with Alan. I haven't seen that guy in a long time. And, you know, for a guy like him in a station like ours, working with a team like the Lakers, bro, it's up and down, man. You know what I mean? And you're exactly right, Cap. It is not easy sledding, you know? The team's not that great. LeBron's not even there, you know? To lose that game, that, I don't know, bro. Like, that was a tough loss. I really actually do think that for the Lakers. You lose to the Crosstown Rivals in your own uh, stadium, arena, whatever you want to call it, when you don't have your guys and they don't either. That, it, it was a tough one. It was a tough one last night for sure. At, at crypto, as I like to call see, it. See, to me, here, here's where the Lakers should really, really be embarrassed about losing this game last night. Look, there is no Paul George and there is no Kawhi Leonard on the Clippers' side. There is no LeBron James on the Lakers' side, but there is Anthony Davis and there is Russell Westbrook. You have two guys that are perennial all-star players and for anybody that's complaining that ad and russ didn't make it to the all-star team it's like what are you watching ad's been hurt all year and russ has been the national conversation about how he hasn't helped the team be better so what are these guys entitled to being all-stars every year give me a break man but you've got ad and russ and you still can't beat the clippers who don't have any real star power to speak of and I think it was a terrible loss last night. I know we'll go deeper into it as the afternoon goes on. I want to remind everybody, 710 has your tickets to see the battle for the Lombardi Trophy. Keep listening every hour for the Super Sounder. When you hear it, be caller number 7. The number, you probably know it, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You qualify to win a pair of tickets to the big game next Sunday at you-know-where. It's the 710 Super Ticket Giveaway from your championship radio station, 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. We got a lot to get to. Anthony Davis seems more frustrated after this loss. He says, I just want to win. You had your chance. You had that opportunity. Let's talk about that a bit more. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. 
Friday afternoon. I like this song. Mm-hmm. Let's name the song. Talk to me. You ready? Bobby Brown. You ready? Every yeah. little breath I take. Uh, do you know uh, the dance? Can uh. you do the dance or you move your hands and your feet at the same time? No, nah, dude. I have a hard enough time like walking and chewing gum at the same time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is a great video, by the way. This is when Bobby first went solo. For those of you who need a little Black History Always lesson in February, hit the ding, Laura. This is when... Bobby Brown left New Edition and went solo. I believe this was his second single, and this was his first video, and it was tremendous. And the step I take is how we say it in my house. And yeah. tomorrow's his birthday. Really? Okay. Mm. Got my snaps going. Me too, man. Back here, I was like by myself. I was like, okay. Where were you in America or the globe, Scott, when this jo- when this jam dropped? What year is this from? Do we know? I think it's the eight, the eight nine, I believe. Or no, it's probably later. Than, mm, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, you're saying this is his second big hit. This must have been then after my prerogative, correct? I think it was the first video. Mm, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think my prerogative was the first single on his solo album. I think this was the second. It might have been the, what we like to call the B-side in the business. Released nice. 1988. The 88? Eight? Yeah, I was close. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Depending on the month, I could have been a month old or in my mama's womb. <laughs> yeah, depending on the month, I could have been in high school my senior year. I could have been graduating high school my senior year. I could have been a freshman in college. Oh, man. 1988. God. Scott Kaplan in 1988. What a sight. That would have been awesome. Dude, I had a big afro. It turned yeah, into kind of an afro-y mullet kind of a thing. It had like an afro mullet kind of happening at the same okay. time. All right. The flow, yeah. as we like to call it. Oh, flow. That that actually sounds better. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's where good. are you in 1988? In the 8-8, mm. I was on the playground um, kicking kickballs and eating fruit snacks because I was seven years old. That's nice. I was doing in 88. I don't know how I turned into the old guy of the group. I really don't. Like I, 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 I show up places and I'm with people that are my same age, and I look at them and I think they're old and I'm the young guy, and yet I'm the same age as these people, and I feel like I'm the young guy and they're the old guys. But yet in this group, I have become like the dad of this whole thing. Even Laura the other day, Laura, that what is was true. it? The coffee, the Starbucks. Oh, Clinton, did you You've hear about this? You've always been the old guy. You didn't become him. You always <laughs> were. No, but I wasn't, Lindsay. I wasn't always the old guy. I was the young guy for a long time, and then I just became the old guy. I'm supposed to talk because I'm a host of this show, but I agree with Lindsay. I mean, like, it's okay, bro. The difference between what I'll just call, you know, security and non-security, there's nothing wrong with being the old guy, man. It means you survived, bro. You've been around. You've got the stories. You can tell people about the 80s and the flow, and you're still here to do it. That's a good thing, man. You know what I'm saying? You can actually speak on the old days. That's cool to me. Yeah, well, thanks, man. You know that that I feel like I'm the young guy, but I realize I'm the old guy. And um, the other day I posted these pictures on my Instagram of me getting my hair colored. And the first picture is the before picture, and I'm totally gray. And the second picture, I've got jet black hair. Like, oh, no shame whatsoever, not a yeah. blend of any kind, just pure from gray to black. You I've know? got the grays going, and they're, they're sort of moving. They're moving in like sort of, a, sort of a, like, a, like, a, like a robber blitz. You know what I'm saying? They're not coming full force. We're not bringing four. But like, you know, a little spy blitz. That's how my grades are coming into my head right now. It's like I'm a guy, like a, you know, ch- chasing the quarterback. Quarterback moves right. 
okay, I got him. I'll keep contained. That's how the grades are coming for my for me right now. <laughs> when you become the older guy in the group, I want to tell you guys, um, all of a sudden you can't see things quite as well as you did. And you mm. can't hear things quite as well as you used to. And I'm having a problem right now in my life. Tell me if you've ever experienced this. There's a fire alarm in my house beeping. You know, like that beep, it's like every 60 to 90 seconds. It's about, it's, about, it's about every 45 seconds. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. yeah. I cannot find it. Really? I, I can't find it. Like, I hear it. And I feel like, okay, it's downstairs, it's here somewhere. So then what I do is I stand there and I, I go, here's a fire alarm. I'm going to stand here for the next 60 seconds and wait. And then all of a sudden it goes, beep. And I go, oh, it's not that one. So then I move to another part of the house. And I'm looking at the next one. And I'm going, okay, it's going to beep. And then it, I hear the beep and it's not that one. So I move to another part. I have been for two days, I have been walking around the house standing there waiting to try and find the fire alarm that is beeping. And Clinton Yates, I promise you this right now. I have not and cannot find the beeping fire let's, alarm. Let's visualize this quickly, everybody. Listeners out there, let's just, just get a quick mental vision of Scott standing in, let's just say, his studio room, waiting 30 seconds for a beep, and then taking eight paces to the left and right. waiting for another beep. Yeah. How much time have you actually spent doing this oh, dude, before I've you taken... deployed your children to solve the problem? I've, I've, listen, you know I've got four kids. Only two of them live here at home. Okay. So the three of us separated throughout the house. Okay, you go here, you go here, I'll go here. We can't find it. Is we this you? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Scott Kaplan doing the Cupid shuffle around the crib looking That's for right. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I got to tell you, Scott, that is a reasonable concern. And I, I, you know, I'm not going to get into like, you know, whatever, big alarm. But I think that those beeps are designed to be exactly what they're not designed to be found. You know what I'm saying? They're designed to be heard, but they're not designed to be found. So, you know, you got to do everything that everybody else does. Just, just blow up every blow up everything. Right. Well, you know what's going to happen? I, I know the, I, I rip these things off the wall routinely when they start beeping. And here's the thing, though. Later. I rip them off the wall. I take out the nine volt battery, okay? Because that's the assumption that's is that the, the battery is the only place no that good. nine volt batteries exist in the world, by the way. Yeah, I can't think of any other nine volt battery that I use anywhere else. And and I take the nine volt battery out when I find it, and then the fire alarm sits there. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get some nine volt batteries. I'm going to put it back up on the wall, and I never do because then I've, I've got that stupid feeling of like, oh, there's not going to be a fire here. Come on, you know. And even if, if there is, I'll wake up, I'll hear it, I'll smell it, I'll get out, everybody will be fine. I got to find it, Clinton. It's driving me up a wall, man. I was sleeping last night with a pillow wrapped around my head so I wouldn't hear it. Beep. 45 seconds later. Beep. I cannot find the fire alarm in the house that is beeping and it's driving me up a wall. Is it possible? Is it possible that you're getting pranked? Hmm. Consider this option. The TikTok game is strong. And if you're Cupid shuffling around the house and I was your child, I would be filming that <laughs> just to tell my friends, <laughs> look at dad. To yeah. The, yeah. To yeah. the left. To the left. Exactly. You know what I mean? Left. That could be good content. You want to get in with the kids. You want to feel younger. Make this your content vehicle. Looking for different things around your house. This is your Brian Kelly moment. Oh no! You don't want a Brian Kelly moment, dude. This you Brian, never Kelly, want a Brian thing, Kelly moment. I just I can't get enough of the fact that Brian Kelly was dancing behind that young man 
who's a recruit wearing the full LSU garb, and there's Brian Kelly doing that ridiculous dance that he was trying to do. Like the Pulp Fiction, uh, what's her name? Mia, yeah, Mia Wallace Thurman. in Pulp Fiction, exactly. Yeah, right. And then, and then what happens? The kid who's in the video commits to Alabama. Alabama. You know, he was going to Alabama the whole time. Let's be serious. <laughs> well, if he oh, wasn't planning on going to Alabama, uh, Brian Kelly's dance moves probably pushed him in that direction. I'll tell you that. Can we talk about L.A. sports? Because oh, I have a lot to say about L.A. sports. And I, as much as I love our lives, I'm very wondering where we are because it's the Friday before the Friday before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we're kind of acting like the Rams aren't in it. Oh, no. But the Bengal Nation is doing a lot. Well, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. And, and we'll get back to the Lakers because I know I mentioned Anthony Davis and, you know, how frustrated he was last night. Yep. He didn't hit that game-winning shot where he, you know, he, he threw it up and it hit every part of the rim that there was. Um, so we'll get back to the Lakers in a second. But, you know, you ask a really good question. Do you think, do you think that America looks at the Rams and says, hey, they got Stafford. And then they went and got Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham, and they've got the hot coach that every year his staff gets rated, et cetera. Do you think America is like rooting for the, for the Bengals and rooting against the Rams? You know, this is the kind of thing we like to do with this team. You know, the Bengals are a good football team. They deploy themselves well, but I like what we've got going on. That was my Sean McVay. That's it. That was your Sean McVay? I just tried to use the verbiage that he uses. I can't really talk like him. It's just really funny how he actually speaks. And he's always talking about his opponents in like these really weird ways. I'm really excited to hear this next week where he starts saying things like, well, you know, the Bengals, you know, they've got a tremendous, he's all, he's so good at complimenting the other team that I sometimes wonder how he compliments his own team. So you're speaking of Sean McVay and I don't disagree with you, but I'm very interested to see how a veteran, the last time he was in the Super Bowl, he was, I mean, this is what, four seasons ago, Scott? Yeah, so he was a second-year coach, I believe. He was a second-year coach. He didn't mm -hmm. quite have the, you know, he didn't quite have his own mannerisms down the same way, but they haven't changed that much. But the way that he does it now, it's like a whole thing. And we talked yesterday, we we're going to have our dueling McVeighs. We're not going to have dueling McVeighs, okay? Because, like, whatever. I'm not that good at it. But the way that he talks, frankly, inspiring. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> inspiring to both teams. The guy's excitable. You know, I really like that about him. It's, it's well, it's, it's you know, a big four years ago, four years ago, when the Rams were in the Super Bowl in Atlanta against New England, he's on the field before the game, McVeigh, and he's talking to Bill Belichick like a little kid talking to the goat. You know, and that's talking kind to Mickey. Of, exactly. Yeah, that, that is kind of what he is. I mean, he, Sean McVeigh was a young guy who's, you know, second year of, of coaching in the NFL, and there he is coaching against Bill Belichick. And if you've ever seen any of the NFL films where he's talking to Belichick before the game, he is like, I mean, he's just in awe of Belichick, and Belichick's like, hey, kid, um, we're going to play the Super Bowl here, and I'm trying to focus, and you're over here telling me how great I am. You know, that's the thing we like to do in this operation. We like to get Cooper Cup out in space, you know. Odell's been a tremendous asset to this offense, and Matt's found a way to find him in our sets. That's how he talks, man. He talks like a drill sergeant who's nice. It's All right, interesting. You, you, you said yesterday, Clinton, you've been working on a McVeigh impression. Here's what, we, here's what we'll do. We'll come back. We'll play for you some Sean McVeigh oh, no. so that you can really get it into your ear and then into your brain and then see if we can get it's it. It's a cadence impression. To be clear. Okay. Well well let's let's see. Let's let's play with it a little bit here. Clinton's got his his McVeigh impression. I told him I'm trying to work on a McVeigh impression. We're gonna do 
dueling McVeighs. We're gonna have a McVeigh off, if you will. Does that sound like something that you'd be interested in? Oy, vey. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I want my shot at it. Maybe Lindsay and Laura have one. Maybe you guys have one. It's okay. McVeigh just it. told you. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, are the Rams to Hollywood now? In other words, has America? Does America look at the Rams the way America hates the Dodgers and hates the Lakers and hates everything L.A.? And now here come the underdog, young kids, Cincinnati Bengals. Does America hate the Rams? Just throwing it out there because it seems like everybody is rooting for the Bengals. America just loves the Bengals. There's a difference. Oh, there is. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. Don't go anywhere. This is Sedano and Cap. A McVeigh-off is in your future, everybody. Stick around. This is 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap on a Friday afternoon here on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. What's up? By the way, I'm getting a lot of people hitting me up on Twitter, Clinton, that they have the same problem that I have where the fire alarm is beeping and they can't find it in their house and then it just drives them through the roof? You know, when we run into this problem on our team, what we like to do is we like to deplore our LBs. This is what we do. This is part of the thing we practice. This is how we operate. This is Rams football. We find the problem. We find the solutions. Hi, I'm Sean McVay. It's a pretty good McVay impression. It's pretty okay. good. It's not good. It's a cadence thing. It's not a voice thing. I just get that the fact that he talks like that, he's so assertive on everything. Like, what does he do when he, like, doesn't have a Phillips screwdriver when he needs one? You know, how does he talk? Like, what happens? You know, it's, it's amazing. What do you think he does? What do you think he says? I don't know. You know, I, I listen, honey, I need, this is a flathead. This is not how we run our typical personnel operation. I'm going to need you to move in the motion and find me the Phillips so we can catch the Phillips in the flat. That's how we're going to win. I've been sitting around during the day, and I don't mm-hmm. want to make it seem like it's been all day, but I've spent some time during the day watching McVeigh press conferences because I think I can get his voice but I but I and I actually tried to record on my phone some of the words like on texting that I could really use his words while we were talking but let's try it you ready right. um Laura can you can you play us a clip 
of Sean McVay, and then Clinton and I are going to try and do our, our McVay impressions. You ready? Okay, a little bit more than no, not really. I need a little bit more than that. <laughs> All right, yeah, yes, turn it up. Let's we're go. ready. Say if I have to answer a question about tickets, then that person is not getting any. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. What is that quote? That's hilarious. Separately, but go on, Scott. Yeah. I got you. All right. You want to hear some more? Yes. All right. Keep going. No, not really. Come on. <laughs> yes, really. I told my fiance if I have to answer a question about tickets, then that person. You know, I told my fiance any. that I didn't <laughs> want fish for dinner. She was looking in the pescatarian element. I wanted something closer to the meat. That's what we run in this program. This is how we win in this division. Hi, my name's Sean McVay. All right, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, give it to me one more time. I'm going to try and get his voice in my, in my ears and come out of my mouth. Let's I see. I said pescatarian. Come on. That was, that was good. That was really good. I told my really fiance if I have to answer a question about tickets, then that person is not getting any. I told my fiance if she asked me about tickets. Oh, wait, really? Oh, that that quick? Hold on. I think your natural voice sounds closer to McVeigh's than you realize. You don't have to go to a different register. Yeah, well, you I'm don't. Trying to do, I'm trying to get a little gravelly here. Cooper gravelly. Cup. Yeah, Coop, Cooper Cup. He's just. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Cooper Cup. Uh, Od Obj has just been outstanding for us. I know Zach Taylor. He's an excellent coach. He's a great coach, and I'm really looking forward to battling against him, and seeing if we can't get this thing done. That's a good one. I'm I trying. Think between your voice and my cadence, we've got it. Right. So for um, the listeners, they just have, kind of have to put it together. It doesn't right. really exist on its own. It's like PB&J. you got to figure it out. I'm telling you, I'm sitting here watching McVeigh press conferences afterwards, and I'm like, you know, I really feel like I'm not that far away. You like, know, I'm the kind of guy that likes to wear a Schmedium shirt. You know, it fits me well. That's how we do this in this program. I say program a lot. It's an outstanding team. <laughs> this is how we operate. This is Rams football, Schmedium shirts for football coaches. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sean McVeigh. <laughs> I like Sean McVay. I just, he's just got a really funny cadence. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, and, and I just, I'm just i telling you, I don't think I'm that far away. I don't think I'm that far away. I just need to know the cadence. I need to understand the verbiage that he uses, and I do like a Schmedium shirt. You know, when I go to the department store, I go straight to the Schmedium aisle. It's what we do well. We practice that. I'm done. It's pretty good. I'm done after every time. And it's pretty good. Know. I mean, you do. You've got the Laura cadence down and the language. And yes, uh, I do very much so. I mean, like, just let Sean be Sean. Y'all don't know, need to try to be Sean. Some people out there are going to be detractors of what we do. This is the kind of thing that we're used to <laughs> in practice. That's why we prepare for that. My guy Cooper, he's a guy that gets in the slot. We like Matt to find him. That's a thing that we excel at. Outstanding preparation. Outstanding preparation is what this team is about. I'm going to work all weekend on this, just so you know. I'm oh, coming God. in hot on Monday, everybody. I'm coming in super hot on Monday. I kind of think I've got his voice getting real close no, to it. I think not there's really. A little... Come on. Yes, really. <laughs> no, there's a... not really. There's a graveliness to his voice. It's gravelly, but it's almost like it's like a – it's not that it's phony. It's just that, like, the gravelness seems like – I'm like, what are you – are you screaming all day? Like, why do you sound like this all the time? You know what I mean? But it's probably true. He's probably yelling a lot because he's a football coach, you know? It's just mm -hmm. a thing. Well, I don't think I'm that far off. You got the cadence and you got the language. I think I've got the graveliness of it all, but I really need the words, and that's, that's where I'm really struggling right now. Oh, I will yeah. tell you this, though. Raheem Morris is an amazing defensive coordinator. It won't surprise me if he gets picked off and taken as a head coach somewhere else. He's outstanding. He's a great coach. Raheem brings a game plan that we like. Raheem is a guy that's been in the league forever. Morris is a man I trust. I'm not even 
like doing the impression anymore. I'm just actually talking. So, yeah, so. yeah. Kevin O'Connell's like a really that. fine football coach. He's going to – oh, really? All right, now, now Laura's telling think, me i got to break. I mean, I'm in the middle of – Hold on. As hair product, do you think you guys relate on that level? He's got a pretty good gel game going. Sean does. He does. I mean, hey, listen, Sean McVay put out a, a, a tweet the other day that said something like, your coach just washed his hair. Something <laughs> like that. Fun fact, Sean Check. played college football when I was at the same college he was, and now he's the coach of the Rams, and I'm just yelling on the radio. Nice. Well, at least you're yelling at Sean McVay. It's great. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Yeah. Uh. Bang. Uh, uh, uh. So it's called Beautiful. It's by Snoop and Pharrell. A lot of people have told me. You know, a lot of people believe in my life that I look like Pharrell. That's a similar operation to the to the game plan that we run. Small t-shirts, skateboards, and of course, <laughs> I can't even do this any longer. I'm getting ridiculous. But And of course, snapback hats are how we run this operation. You've seen that work well. Hi, my name's Sean McVett. You know, we're getting destroyed on Twitter right now. That's People fine. are saying, come on, enough. Pull the plug on the, on the McVeigh off. What? Um, this guy right here, Ali S., says, Scott Kaplan sounds like Frank Caliendo impersonating John Gruden when he tries to do his McVeigh. Yates has the cadence on point, though. Yeah, that's the thing that's important in terms of how we do our sets. Timing is what we work on a lot. That's something that my coaches who are outstanding, as you mentioned before, Scott, do very well. I like the job that those guys do, and I appreciate what our players do to make sure our system runs well. That's why we're playing in the Super Bowl. Hi, I'm Scott. Scott. Sean McVay. <laughs> yeah, he does say that a lot. He'll say something like, he'll say something like, I'm very grateful to have Raheem it's Morris amazing. as part of this staff. Very grateful. Very, really great coach. Really great. I'm very grateful to have him. Now, it's true. I acknowledge this, okay? I don't do first-generation impress- impressions, Clinton Yates. I do oh, so third-generation impressions, impressions. impressions. That's fair. That's right. So, so when, when, when I hear a Frank Caliendo do a John Gruden, I don't really do John Gruden. I do Frank Caliendo doing John Gruden. I get it. See, I get see it. what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. You know, John Gruden's a man. guy that I look up to a lot. You know, he's a big chest guy. I know Kaplan's big on that. We like to do a lot of that in the gym. That's part of our operation from a strength standpoint. We're big fans of that in this program. Scott, you're good. Pretty good. Here, here's I, I'd be Gruden on the other hand. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. This is McVeigh. He can coach, man. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, look, I'm from Dayton, and in Dayton, we produce coaches, okay? I've known his grandfather for a long time. His father knew my father. I'm telling you right now, this McVeigh can coach, man. You know, Dayton, you, sound, Flyers, you sound like an old Joe Pesci. Dayton, the Flyers, tremendous basketball program. For those of you who don't know, they play good basketball. They start they start the tournament in Dayton for a reason. That's something that we like to do as a team. He talks a lot about what they like to do as a team, which I appreciate a lot. It's like a cool dad. That's what Lindsay. Is. Lindsay, you think my John Gruden slash Frank Caliendo sounds like like Joe Pesci? Yeah, like a grandpa Joe Pesci. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Not like you get the grandpa thing down quite often because like really? your shack sounds like a grandpa as well. But not like not like an like a Joe Pesci like a like funny how no he's no I'm here to amuse you no Hendry he's a big freaking boy he knows what he said funny no you said I'm funny funny how what's you know, so got, freaking good funny fellas about overrated me? mafia movie you know we like to get in the film room and we break these things down this is what we look at routinely with our coaches hi I'm Sean McVay I'm discussing mafia movies Godfather tremendous selection Godfather 2 little underrated but we like to mix in good fellas in casino into our packages that's why we have effectiveness on Sundays because that's what we do on the practice field, and that shows results on game day. I'm, I'll tell you know. what, man. I'll tell you, that Goodfellas is a good movie, man. I'll tell you that right now. Who are you impersonating? That was supposed to be John Gruden. As, as well, that's supposed, to be, that's supposed to be Frank Caliendo as, as John Gruden. Oh, man. That's a but Lindsay says it sounds like Grandpa Pesci. Really, Lindsay? I think it the does. horse is officially does. dead. It does sound really? like Grandpa, Grandpa Pesci, and I'm really? done with it impersonations all right all right you guys win I'll, I'll i'll stop i'll stop you know victory is something we like to find that's something that we thought we could achieve this week if we got into our offense the way that we should have cooper's looking good over the middle matt's throwing it well we like it when vaughn gets involved this is how the rams play football that's why we're in the super bowl and that's why i appreciate all my coaches and all the support from our fans <laughs> I love Sean McVay. You can't I just stop really now. Like you can't unravel this stop. thing. No, I have to stop. It's, it's amazing how he talks. Like he's so My problem bad. is I keep wanting to talk like this, man. I keep saying, hey, let's go, man. Come on. Let's play some ball, man. Who's with me? Knock on wood if you're with me, man. You know, we have great leadership in Amanda here at the station. This is something that we take pride in. It's a big point for all of how we do ESPN 710. Go ahead and call in. Give us your feedback. It's something that we like. I'm sort of lying, but it's okay. All right, Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. Uh, we've been doing battling McVeighs. We've added, um, you know, really half-ass Grudens. We've uh, we we think they sound like Grandpa Joe Pesci's. I mean, it's no, just you not good. Sound like Grandpa Joe Pesci? Yeah, that's true. It is me. I'll tell you I what, man. That. It sounded like Grandpa Joe Pesci over here. I'll tell you that right now, man. <laughs> what do you think I, Joe Pesci's doing right now? I think I think that's enough on the Joe Pesci. <laughs> Noted. Noted. I'm gonna shut up. I'll stop. Starting to hurt my ears. <laughs> You know, earplugs are a thing we invest in here. <laughs> All right, done. Tell you what, man, we got earplugs over here, man. I'll tell you that right now. I, I, I go, go on. What, what are we actually talking about right now, Lindsay? Like, what's on the actual rundown? I apologize, <laughs> listeners. What are we actually? Talking about oh right my now? god, that's great. That's fun. So, Clinton, do you think that the Rams are too Hollywood? I don't think that the Rams are too Hollywood. I think Hollywood. I mean, I'm being honest here. I think Hollywood is kind of an overrated concept about the Rams. I, I mean, if, if I'm being, you know, I don't want to sort of dip into Cap's bag here, but the Rams are kind of the least Hollywood team in L.A. pro sports-wise right now. You know what I mean? They got good players, but hello, they're in the Super Bowl. You know, they won the games. They beat the teams that weren't better than them. I think there's sort of an element of, you know, we're sort of joking about Sean McVay, but I think, I think this guy's got a lot to prove. You know, that first uh, Super Bowl went poorly, Scott. You know what I mean? That that yep. was not a good showing out of a team that I thought was better than that, if we're being very honest. And I think there's a large part of him in terms of getting back to this particular matchup that gives them an edge. You know, Zach Brown is a guy that, okay, sure, he's done a great job with this team. He's been there a while. People don't really know his name or know what his voice sounds like. You know, they don't know who Zach Brown is. I'm a guy that's been around the league for a while. I mean, I'm joking, but, like, I think that the coaching experience is going to make a big difference in this game, Scott. 
Well, I'm really grateful to have Zach Brown come play the concert, but I think Zach Taylor's a quality football coach with the Bengals because I know because I coached this guy and he was my quarterback's coach before he became the head coach of the Bengals. Exactly. But like real deal football talk, I actually think that the coaching advantage is a big deal for the Rams. What do you think? Well, it is because when, when the Rams were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, if you've ever seen this NFL films, it's so fascinating to watch Sean McVay before the game idolizing Bill Belichick. And it's hard not to if you're in that profession and you're a young guy and he's, he's the goat of all coaches. So it's hard not to idolize him and to show him the respect. But McVay came off that day looking like a little kid looking up to the greatest of all time when in actuality that's what he was, but he was also a peer and he had led his team to the Super Bowl as well. And he seemed, you'll have to excuse me, everybody, he seemed starstruck by Bill Belichick. Now, when McVay leads the Rams onto the field at SoFi next Sunday for the Super Bowl, he's going to be looking at a coach across the way saying, this guy was my quarterback's coach. He became the head coach of one of the worst football franchises in the entire NFL, and in three years, with a second-year quarterback who missed most of his rookie year due to a knee injury, he's here. So there won't be this, this I'm looking up to his, you know, his coaching greatness. It'll be like, this guy worked for me. You know, and I think that that's fair. I mean, you know, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but I really hope that that doesn't become something that he, and I don't think that he will do this, that becomes kind of reticent about. In, in the, in the, not reticent, that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, I, I hope he doesn't sit on his laurels and think, hey, I'm a better coach than this guy. I can just roll out the footballs and win this game. You know what I mean? Like, you're exactly right in terms of the analysis man-to-man, human-to-human of what existed in the last Super Bowl versus this one. But I hope that that doesn't hold back Sean from doing what he wants to do. I've said this about McVay forever. His issue as a coach is that he gets too cute by a half for no reason all the time. When he's got an extremely talented football team, he's a very smart coach, just run your stuff. You don't have to do goofy S in order to win football games. You know what I'm saying? He would always get into that little tete-a-tete with um, Kyle Shanahan They can beat this team without any actual things other than just line up and give it to the good dudes. You know what I mean? And I hope that that coaching thing doesn't overcome the basics of the game plan. You know, we got a lot more to talk about today related to the Rams versus the Bengals, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium and all the festivities that will really begin. I want to say in earnest on Monday, but I, I don't know about everybody else. Like I'm super stoked on this to the point where like I had to battle last night to really sit down and watch the Laker game. I'm so into the Rams and I'm so into the Super Bowl that sitting down to watch the Laker game last night was like a chore. We'll talk more about what happened as the Lakers fell to the Clippers. Um, the national perception of what the Lakers might be, um, and then some national realities about what the Lakers are. We'll get to all of that still on the way. Plus, what we need to know is next. This is Sedano and Cap. CYN for Sedano. This is 710 ESPN.